I actually think Candyman is really good. Um, I actually get a little uh, awkward when the bees start coming out of his mouth. How about when the D is coming in his mouth? <laughs> okay. Yeah, bitch. Early 90s too, Jerry. Well, Jerry's reminded of all those little things moving around in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, uh, Kenneth. You're not that little. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about every time you swallow. <laughs> Actually, I don't swallow. I let it drool out and onto my chest. You know how we know that Kenneth has a good sperm count? Because Jerry has to chew before he swallows. Dawn of the Dead, 1978, 10 years after the original Return of the Living Dead. Now, I don't know what cuts you guys are used to, but I watched a 2-hour and 34-minute cut of this movie. It was the only one available on Plex. My buddy Nudie hooked me up, and I watched it there. I don't really know which cut this is. I don't know, like, the it might be George Romero's cut or something like that, because I know... The one that Argento released um, overseas had no, like, uh, funny tone to it at all. There was no humor. So this must be the director's cut I saw. So uh, this is not a review of the theatrical version, but uh, I'm sure that most people like extended versions anyway. So that's what we're basing this on. It's hard to believe this came out the same year as Halloween 1978. The feels of these movies are so different, and obviously the gore is far different. This had a $1.5 million budget, and it had goblin music, which was insanely wacky. I mean, the music fits this somehow, but it is just wacky. Uh, there are times when, it, you know, it's it's all over the place, especially in the very beginning when uh, the whole broadcasting thing and everyone's yelling at the doctor talking... The music is out of control there, but it eventually starts uh, backing off and it, it, it marries the the movie much better as it goes. Definitely an improvement I see from the original is the characters. This time they're all fleshed out the right way. Flyboy just wants to be one of the guys, and he gets to. Fran struggles for a voice, and she's a far stronger character than Barbara. Oh my god. I... I, I I think the zombie with the machete through the head was a better character than, than Barbara, so that doesn't say much, but she was really cool. So it opens up, uh, I never saw a program where a guy is explaining what's happening during our crisis and he's getting yelled at the entire time. I mean, I know this makes sense uh, later on when the guys like, you know, drop nuclear bombs on all the major cities, that's kind of stupid. I mean, yeah, let's destroy everything we built over the last, you know, 100 years or whatever just to kill a few hundred thousand zombies when we're not really getting rid of all of them. Uh, you know, it just, that makes no sense. But what this guy was saying, it wasn't like he was discussing politics or, I guess, ideologies and stuff like that, but I don't know. It didn't seem like anything he was saying warranted everybody yelling at him. 
They even allow, like, random people behind the camera to shout at the guy while they're trying to conduct this interview. I mean, is there any order here? I guess that's the point, though. There isn't. But wouldn't you get these people out of your studio, at least? I don't know. Lots of racist language in this movie. Uh, this one and the next one, actually. Uh, I guess this time we're just not supposed to read into the idea that, you know, the commentary that Romero was putting out in Night of the Living Dead, how the black man was used to all those types of struggles, and he was used to people coming after him in various ways, and that way he was calm under the pressure. And the white people had no idea what that's like, and that's why they were all, you know, out of control, and Barbara was what she was, and the guy in the basement was what he was, and all that kind of stuff. This time, they're just, like, throwing it in your face. But I guess the consumerism is now the new underlying thing here. This whole opening scene where they have to, where the, the people in the uh, apartment are not letting the government uh, get these, uh, like, they want to live with these undead people. They, they are harboring them or whatever's going on. And I don't even know how that's possible. How, how are you doing that? How are they not eating you? How is this all working? I, I don't know. I have no idea what they're doing, but it looks like a bunch of white people painted brown to look like they're Puerto Rican or something. At least that's how it looked with that one dude with the red bandana. I mean, I don't know what that was. One dude in the apartment looked like Blackula. Yeah, it was this black guy with like a nice dress shirt on and everything. He looked just like Blackula. And then you get the iconic scene of the dude kicking the door open and blowing this guy's head off. <laughs> wow. The whole apartment opening scene has like the creepiest 70s vibe to it in the worst of ways. Like, it's scuzzy 70s. It's like not wholesome at all. The lighting, the the people, what's going on, the way it was shot, how everyone is acting. It's like the scuzziest of the 70s. It, it definitely even has an 80s feel to it, like very early, like 1983 feel to it also, but in the worst of ways. <laughs> so the zombies in this movie, uh, while an improvement, um, I guess the, they're struggling with how to do it in color. And Savini basically just... Uh, said, well, they're, they're just going to be people with gray paint smeared over them, I guess. A few have a unique look, for sure. For sure. But uh, the majority, yeah, those are just people with gray paint smeared on them. Most of the gunshot special effects are pretty lackluster, but again, 1978, and you are talking about one of the best makeup guys, so if that's all Savini could do at the time, I guess that was what was best at the time. Some are better than others, of course. The hillbillies seem to be really enjoying the target practice. Funniest looking zombie had to be this dude with this haircut uh, who <laughs> walked into the, the chopper blades and got the top of his head cut off. The top of his head looked flat to begin with, so I think that was a little foreshadowing or that was kind of uh, choreographing. Uh, you knew something was odd about that head and, and it had to come into play somehow. Then you got the Hare Krishna zombie. I mean, that is the funniest looking thing. To think that that woman walked around like that when she was alive is hard to believe. Now, when Roger shot those uh, two kids on the couch, did he know they were zombies or he just think they were really annoying kids and just said, eh, fuck them. Shot them. Because I could see that going both ways. So we head to the mall. Fran gets attacked by that zombie, uh, and uh, immediately after that, Flyboy's trying to convince her that this place is great to be in. This is, this is amazing. And she's like, uh, yeah, not so much. Dude, I was just almost killed. I always wonder in movies like this in particular, how do they know that all the zombies around them are zombies and not living people with gray paint on them? Like, if you were to walk around 
with gray paint on you with these zombies and just kind of strutting around like they do very slow would they know you're not a zombie like i know they said something about like warm-blooded and all that but why would a zombie and i assume these are still reactivated by radiation is this like all the same exact thing because that's the other thing like these don't come off as zombies that crawled out of their graves to me very few looked fucked up in that way. Uh, they looked more like a bunch of flawless-looking people who uh, were, I guess, bitten once on the leg or something, and then just kind of turned. You'd think more of them would look totally devoured from when, when they were attacked by a horde of zombies. Imagine all these other guys, how their guts were kind of torn out of their stomach and all the stuff that went on in the mall later on with the bikers and what went on in the army base. How did so many of these people turn into zombies, um, and look fine? Were they all bitten just one time? It, like, on their, in their pants that we can't even see or something? Like, I don't understand why they all look so good. Hardly any are fucked up, which is very odd. But they definitely don't have that whole crawl-out-of-the-grave decayed look. And I think that's what really turned me on to Return of the Living Dead. That's what they were, and that's really what I think of when I think of a zombie. Like, even in The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, Dial Z for Zombie, when Bart did that spell, they, they crawled out out of their graves. And I guess Michael Jackson, too, all that stuff. That's how I always thought of zombies. So, in these movies, they're just kind of there already, and there's no no explanation of where they came from or how they turned. So I think that was, um, that caused a rift with how I felt about these this whole time without me even realizing it. Uh, you know, as I'm watching this, why doesn't Steven, you know, Flyboy, ever kiss Fran or show her any kind of affection? Like, isn't she carrying his child? Are they, <laughs> aren't they, like, romantically involved? Do you get that at all? She's carrying his child, right? I mean, do you... I see more affection from Ben and J-Lo than I do these two, and these two are having a kid pretty soon. So you get this whole truck-stealing operation, uh, where Roger almost gets killed. Uh, you know, first I thought he was gonna turn, because... And by the way, yes, I've seen this movie, but I just forgot it. When the zombie gets his head blown off right in front of him, and the blood splatters on his face, I figured, like, some of the drops went into his mouth, and he was gonna get infected that way, but, uh... Yeah, he can only be so lucky. Uh, Roger got really cocky really quick, um, I don't know. And what's the point of following them in that helicopter? I mean, a lot of good it did. The guy, like, flies the helicopter ten feet from the truck to try to alert Roger to, like, look up and, and see that there's zombies coming after him, but he doesn't think anything of the loud helicopter noise while he's trying to hotwire this truck. It took the zombie banging on the window to get his attention. So what did the helicopter accomplish? I have no idea. So the scenes when they're really enjoying the mall after they, like, clean up all the dead bodies and all that, it's kind of sad, you know, watching Roger try to get along and enjoy himself with them is just kind of sad. It's just sad. We find out that Peter's loaf is much bigger than Flyboy's. I mean, I could have told you that. So Roger wakes up a zombie and his good buddy Peter blasts his brains out for him. Man, this dude Peter is so bored, he's actually practicing his backhand. I mean, he looked great in those tennis pants with no shirt, but man, he must be bored out of his mind at that point. I mean, they're all totally stir-crazy in the mall. Um, 
why didn't they just fill their lives with booze, sex, and videos? I mean, I kind of do that now, and I'm, like, free, and I could get to do whatever I want, but, yeah. I mean, the booze thing, obviously, I cut out. I haven't had a drink in almost two and a half years now, but if I was in that situation, I would have started drinking again, even if I didn't, and I would definitely fill my day with, uh, sex, even if it's solo, and movies. I mean, guys, steal a VCR. Go to the video. Isn't, isn't Suncoast open yet in that place? I mean, like, isn't there a video store of any kind? Or how are you not watching movies all day long? You're just waiting for that broadcast to keep coming on. What about the good stuff? What about fun, fun watches? That's why you're so bored. So Tom Savini and the gang spot them and want what they have. Sons of Anarchy invades Dawn of the Dead, led by Tom Savini. Bikers are robbing a zombie in the mall? Guys, there's a bank, a jewelry store, what the hell are you taking her jewelry for? You're robbing a zombie? In a place with everything? It's kind of weird. They're smashing pies, whipped cream pies in their face, or lemon meringue pies, I don't know. You would think one of the zombies would be like, wow, this tastes better than that flesh, maybe I'll just start eating again. Flyboy is furious at what the bikers have done to his maw, and he's like, this is ours, blah blah blah, and he ends up dying, basically, for this material stuff that they were all eventually bored with anyway. He ultimately dies for it. So you get to that famous zombie who like got the machete, you know, slammed down in the part of his hair or whatever. I didn't realize Savini's the one who slams it down into his head. But yeah, that famous zombie with the machete in his head. Like you could you could meet that guy and take pictures with him with the knife in his head and everything. It's pretty funny. The budget must have went to destroying this mall. I mean, that was a normal mall. They wrecked a lot of shit. I mean, I'm sure, I, I don't even know, I'm sure there, there's a way to do it without really messing anything up, but yeah. This whole thing, this whole uh, segment, definitely cool zombie and gore moments, but uh, nothing like what's to come in Day of the Dead. The gore there far exceeds this gore. Um, Savini learned a lot. Savini just must have gotten to like zombie mode, because he did this one. Then he did the next one where he kills it with the gore. And then he was like, man, I'm, I'm way into this now. Yeah, let's just, uh, I'm going to remake the first movie and I'll direct it and everything. This will be great. So Savini really got into this. He loved it. Flyboy shot in the arm. So he couldn't make his escape and he gets mauled, no pun intended, by zombies. I mean, during this whole rampage with zombies, uh, the, the, the blood pressure arm, how the arm stayed in that thing, and they ripped the rest of the guy out of it. Oh, great. It was just nice to watch all this. Really cool. You could see a lot of time and effort was put into all this stuff, man. Just good stuff. And when you see, like, the, the scale of this, what they did here, it's funny, because the, the simplicity of Halloween... How it's just like three people, and a neighborhood, and a house, and that's it. And very, very, very simplistic. Very goreless, and all that stuff. How Halloween, how... Just think of what it takes to rise to the status of Halloween doing so little. When this movie did so much, but this movie also rose... Not to the same status, of course, but it's funny how, like, you could... The, the juxtaposition between the two. Did you ever think of that? Made the same year, made totally different ways, and look at where they both have risen to. Very interesting. It only goes to show you that we don't really know what makes us tick. You just find out when it's done already. It could be anything. It could be done any way. It's not all the same for everybody. 
So then we get Flyboy Zombie Edition. He comes limping out of the elevator. He's the best zombie, by the way. He looks great. He actually looks like he crawled out of a grave. He actually looks that way. If he had a little bit of dirt on him, I think he looks perfect. And the way he walks and all that stuff, I mean, he is the best zombie in here. Even better than the zombie that made the cover of the movie. He's better than that one to me. He uh, proceeds to break through the fake wall they built and lead the zombies right to Fran and Peter. But it's weird because in, in one instant you think that maybe he just wanted to go back to his friends, but in the other, I feel like he pointed towards that way, like he wanted all the zombies to go there and get them. Strange. So it all went to hell at this point. Peter has to shoot Zombie Flyboy and for some reason doesn't want to escape in the helicopter with Fran? Until he, like, really reconsiders, that is. And it's like, okay, whatever that was. So, what you realize, what you eventually find out if you do some research, what that was. The original script, he did shoot himself. Uh, when the zombies entered the room right before they got him, he shoots himself. And Fran, seeing him not come up, she decides to kill herself and she puts her head into the helicopter blades, much like that other zombie, and that was the end, and uh, somehow it was voted that they go for an upbeat ending instead. And I think that's the right way, I just think it's so strange how they changed it, though. I, I don't, I'm, it makes me lost on the motivation of uh, Peter, like, why would you have ever said, I don't want to go? You know, it's just uh, weird that way. This movie is great. I saw the most extended cut possible, and I still enjoyed basically every minute of it. I can definitely see the differences of why I would think Return of the Living Dead is more my thing than this, but this, um, it really felt like an experience. They both do. Return of the Living Dead is chaotic and all that stuff, and it's great, and it's party atmosphere, it's punkers, it's rock and roll, uh, and it's naked chicks dancing on top of Tombstone, or on top of whatever she was on. But, yeah, no, this is great. I almost feel sad that I went through 40 years without realizing that. But hey, now I have something for my next 40. That's the beauty of, of this type of stuff. You know, no matter when you get into something, it's really never too late, unless you're like 60 or 70. Then it's probably too late. But it's not too late if you're still like, I'm what, over the hill, I guess? So I just, I met, I'm halfway through my life. But the thing is, I had so much for the first half, and now I have new things for the second half, and the same stuff from the first half. So that's okay that it took me forever to realize how great this was. So now I know that Day of the Dead is one of my, uh, that was probably one of my favorite ones. And this one was not so much. So now I'm curious um, if I love both of these now, and I'll probably appreciate Day much more, then this is an amazing trilogy to me now. And now I have like a new favorite genre. And if I do like Day as much as I did, I might go after those zombie movies, those weird uh, Fulci movies or whatever, like the ones where they're like walking towards New York or whatever. Um, I might seek those out because uh, I, th I think I've caught on to something here that I really, really like. So I rate Dawn of the Dead 4.5 out of 5, maybe even 5 out of 5. I think I loved it. I don't know. I can't even think of what else. Uh, okay, I'll give it a 4.5. You know why? Because the zombies didn't look that good most of the time, and the gore was good for the time, like I said, but still not great. And it has that weird Italian blood color to it, which is off-putting, but also 
you know, 80s, which I love, even though it's 70s. But, um, yeah, it's just not perfect in that way because of that. But I think I said enough things that you get the gist of what I really think here. So, yeah, I'm really glad I'm taking this journey. Can't wait till uh, Day of the Dead. I'll, I'll release that early next week. <laughs>